right right we're going live now and it's uh it's a good evening it's seven o'clock in uh, brisbane queensland same time new south wales victoria tasmania act it's nine o'clock to our friends in new zealand who's still on the bubble between queensland and new zealand for travelers and it's 10 o'clock in the morning for our friends in the uk who are watching the show all the time um my co-host um julia Choi is uh, currently speeding up to the studios to come on live so uh we'll slip her in when she's ready in the meantime um our guest tonight really interesting here we go heinz guga um swiss born but based here in australia based in queensland and um i happened to come across um heinz uh, several weeks ago at a presentation admittedly uh I got drawn to the sunset <laughs> and uh, I didn't actually quite get Heinz's 20-minute uh, talk, but um, uh, my colleague who was in the car coming back to Brisbane uh, gave me the heads up and said, you really need to get Heinz on the show. And I said, righty-o, let's do it. So uh, that's why we got Heinz here. So it's, um, it's a really good welcome to Heinz. And before we go into any great depth there, radionics and dowsing is the subject that we'd like to discuss uh, tonight and today this afternoon this morning wherever you are in the world and um so let's big welcome to heinz how you going brother very good thank you thanks for having me yeah no pretty good i reckon um so okay i wasn't privy to the the talk but um lindsay really gave me a quite interesting heads up here so for people um let's start should we start with dowsing because that's a familiar subject to a lot of people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously dowsing has always been um, a credit off tool. It's had a lot of credit there before satellite imaging came along with magnetic field resonances and and so forth. So those people who had that instinctive nature with a twig or um, set of irons to go across the property to look for the the water. Some people actually have that dowsing ability for gold or silver or other um, minerals as well. So let's start with um, the concept of dowsing because you do do workshops and you teach people as well. So let's yes. start with that, Heinz. Let's start with yep. that. All right. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, dowsing is is an interesting subject, and um, you know, people accept dowsing for water, and it's it's done since eons. I mean, it's it's nothing new. They used uh, the twigs. They used um, sticks and pendulums and all this. So we still use that in today's um, days that we actually go, go and find uh, water wells. Um, and what we can detect as well is not just, you know, where they are and how deep they are, but also the quality of water and the water flow. And there's a lot of the, the technical tools are out there, but there, a lot of the big corporation take us as a backup to make sure where they ever want to drill or they want to go and find gold or, or gas, they're actually going to ask a dowser as well to reconfirm if they're on the right spot. So they're not going to tell you that. They're going to keep that you know, very close because that could a little bit um, distort their image. So we, we work a lot for big corporations so just to double check that we're on the right track. Um, so water dowsing is what people know, uh, but there's another side of dowsing as well is we can find, detect and quantify energies in people and in houses as well. So we used a dowsing tool 
to transmute change and remove these detrimental energies on a house. And when I say detrimental energies, that's anything and everything which is related to uh, to a person which can make them uncomfortable, sick. And I'm not using negative and positive because the earth grid has negative and positive and neutral. There's a whole, the earth is encapsulated with different energies from ley lines to energy lines to Hartman lines and Curry lines, but they have a job to do and they have a certain frequency and a resonance, but they're neutral, positive or negative. So when I talk detrimental, that's anything which is not beneficial for the human or animal uh, body. And so when we're able to do in a house, for example, when people have issues in a house, and we had big, big issues when they installed smart meters in Brisbane a few years ago, people had headaches. So what we were able to do is then pinpoint where the, the source is and change this energy, this frequency which got emitted from the smart meters. Uh, and, and it was basically just uh, using a dowsing tool and transmute these energies. And it's, it's, it's a tool which is getting more and more important because not just for dowsing for water, but also we just had a case, uh, my son want to buy a car. So, you know, he has six, seven cars to look at and we use a dowsing tool to find out what, how, what's the benefit using that car for him? You know, what's the integrity of that car? What's the integrity of the dealership for that car? So if, if I'm measuring it on, on a dowsing chart, the integrity of a dealership is only 10, I can quantify that. I might not go to that dealership, but if I have an integrity of 80, 90%, I might lean towards that um, dealership more. So uh, lately what happened is the last probably three, four years, we got a lot of requests for water dowsing on farms. And because we had a drought here and uh, the, the ores are getting a little bit dry, the quality of the water is not as good anymore. And so instead of drilling new holes, we were able to pull in new streams. So then we have permission from the land, and if we're allowed to do it, instead of drilling a new bore, maybe just like 10, 20 meters away, we, that stream, instead of drilling, we just pull back into the old bore and double the water source, or triple the water source sometimes. So th that's not just the traditional dowsing. So it is. It does more than than just finding water. So it, it, it is used to quantify things. So a lot of the times, people know already. They have a gut feeling and they have a gut sense that um, this is right. Or when they go and they want, let's say, they want to buy vitamin C, they know a little bit what is a good vitamin C for them or not. Um, you know, and people have a little bit more sensitivity. They tend towards have better decisions. But the dowsing tool will help you quantify. So if you're standing in front of the big wall of vitamin C, you can take a dowsing tool and you go like, okay. And the important is to ask the right question. So for example, at that stage for me to improve my digestion, for example, how beneficial would it be that vitamin C? And it gives you a number on the chart. So it might be 2%. That vitamin C might be 10% and the other vitamin C might be 90%. So then you can make a decision to buy the 90% vitamin C, because that's more beneficial, more absorbent for you and for your health. Uh, in, the, in the last time, we had a lot of people where they had um, that issues. So they went to some energetic um, healing practices. So, you know, some people, they go to Kairos and acupuncture, Viking, whatever does the modalities are, it doesn't matter. And when they came back home, 
three, four days later, they lost it. So in the clinic, they had a really good uh, result, and the practitioner found out that they're, they're really good on track with their health. They go back home, and they're basically falling into the same track again. And so the last five years, I, I get calls from uh, a lot of people all over the world to clear their houses. So, so they're not coming back into the old habit in the old pattern. And when they go back to the practitioner, at least they can improve their, their, um, their healing modalities again. So that's an interesting observation we had the last five years. It seems the energy overall is shifting. It's getting higher, not just good and bad. So the, the manifestation from people, the emotions they have manifest much quicker than they were 10 years ago. So um, two things that come to mind. Uh, welcome, uh, Julian. Nice to have you. Well, thank you. Great to be on the show with you. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Hello, Julia. So uh, the first one was the car dealership. Um, are you actually asking a single question relating to the management of that organization, this whole energy field that relates to the, um, the dealership or the actual salesperson you're actually um, communicating with? Right. Then, for example, in that case, and that can be then a different case as well, I would first ask the overall dealership, right? So the dealership overall, what integrity does it have? And that's, you know, that could be from the salesperson, that could be from the accounting staff, that could be from the service. So how do they handle complaints? So it's it's a tool, you know. I mean, a lot of people they say I use the same techniques when people call me up and say, look, I got three houses here. Which of the house is gives me the best uh, uh, safety, or which one gives me the best integration into the um, area where I want to live? They know the price of the house. They know where it is. But they, they, these are all these subtle questions where you want to get an answer, but you don't know where to get them from. So with the dowsing tool, they can ask and say, all right, how are your neighbors left, right, and uh, you know, front or back? Uh, what's the future of it you know, down the road? Will it be an, an area which will bloom? And, no. and one example I had as well was the house was really, really good. The area was OK. But then is how would this family fit into the community? And that was very, very low because the reason was he was um, uh, Indian. And when he would move in the house, he never would feel home because the community would not accept him. So these little questions we can then pinpoint using uh, dowsing tools. So the second question is dowsing tools. I've got a mate who uses a pendulum all the time. It, are you using that as a form of a tool or are you using natural rods? Or? No, I don't, not anymore. I mean, most of my working tool is a pendulum. So, you know, it's, it's very easy to carry. You can ask quick. You see sometimes people in the shopping mall using it, checking for the integrity of the food or the highest quality of the food. Um, I use the pendulum on the chart. You see a chart right there. So it's very easy to find out uh, and combine and stack things together to make sure they all work together properly. And um, you can quantify that very easily as well. So I use a pendulum for that. But for water dowsing, I use the L-rods. So I just use the regular, um, the copper copper L-rods. And you know you can use the fencing wires again. And I don't, I don't have the belief system that you have to have a certain tool to achieve a certain outcome. Because by the end, it is you and your intent, which makes that happen. And then for clearing, uh, I like the bobber. So a bobber is like a, um, quite a long string of metal. 
or attached to a handle and it has a then you spin it it has a creates a nice beautiful vortex and as we know we use vortex in in farming in biodynamic farming the whole earth is a vortex so we're tapping into that vortex scale the field for for clearing and transmuting and changing energies so julia probably come in here because of her um living her experiences in um asia where they're using feng shui priests are looking at all the different um meridians and making sure the tiger and the dragon are in harmony and um yeah. working with numbers is um is that you julia yeah but, well not that i know how to do it but um it's always fascinated me and actually heinz i was really fascinated to hear what you were saying about um being able to pull in the streams um, to double or triple the amount of water that's flowing through the existing ley lines. Like, um, how do you do that? Do you kind of ask the spirit of the stream to come across, or do you just imagine it happening, or sort of how how does that work? I mean, that's yeah, yeah, a yeah. bit of a mind bender. That. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. You know, you it is it is out there, but by the end, this is a tangible result. Are we always hundred percent correct? Does it always hundred percent work? No. Even with water dowsing, I mean, you know, we're at the moment, um, you know, if you're 90, 92 percent, you can say that's good. There's never a hundred percent guarantee. And with the with the moving the stream, it's very similar. The first thing I do, and that's for all my work I do, is I get permission from the source. So I make sure before I do anything, I have actually have the capability and I'm accepted to do that work. So I can go out and do that field. So on, when I do a water stream, for example, uh, we talk to the elemental beings on the land. We'll get permission from the spirit of the land. If they say, no, you can't do it, even there's a water stream there, we're not going to do it. So when we have my own farm, we grow persimmons. Uh, that's when I learned to, to look at certain things and observe that, that these energies have an effect on farms as well. You know, you can be nutritionally really, really strong or good. Uh, biological could be good, but your energy side is weak. And you can see that on the trees. You can see certain areas don't work very well. And when we went into the drought, um, I, I had a, we had a bore, we had three bores, and there was a water stream. So I used, I had a big, big uh, binder with different um, modalities I use, but it just got way too much. So I have to narrow it down to like a place where I can say uh, or, or work very simple and get good results. So it took me a little bit, like took me 10 years to get to that point where I can say, now I got it properly. So the first time I moved one in, I got permission. I was so happy, but three days later it moved back. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know why it moved back. You know, like, so what's wrong? So when I do this, I work I use earth acupuncture in that case. So I, 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 we create almost like a copper rod and we put little spirals around and we bury that into a certain area which we douse beforehand. And then we move the stream most of the time and then we put copper pins in there like acupuncture to hold the line in. And that, 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 that made it then stay there as well. Yeah. Mm. That's pretty amazing. How, how, so that you kind of learned by yourself, or did you get taught that? Uh, no, you know, you, you you do a little bit. I had a mentor uh, who was um, Hugh Lovell was a mentor who does a, was a biodynamic farmer, and he got into the biodynamic field broadcasting. And when you go into biodynamics, the issue we had on the farm was always when we had the fruit ready, 
we had fruit fly, we had bats, and we had lorikeets. Now, the old way of, of doing things, you just go onto the field and you shoot and you, you give them a little bit a goodbye. But you're not never going to win. There's no way you can, you know, get rid of these bats and birds and fruit flies. So when he talked about biodynamics, they use a system called peppering. And when we start integrating peppering, which is like, like a modern form of when, you know, the farmers had issues with foxes, what they do, they hang a fox on the fence. And that created the field that the foxes don't come in. So when you pepper one, you create a field uh, or an energy where it's detrimental for this being to be on the farm. So when we integrated that into the uh, into the farm, we, that's my first approach to energies 15 years ago. And uh, he taught me the dowsing, but then, you know, I just, uh, I'm the guy can sit still. Yeah, I try things, but I probably did things where, you know, I shouldn't have done, but you learn always. <laughs> and um, I remember as one thing where we, where we had the lorikeets and we go like, that's good. So I, I, I'm going to set up a radionics broadcast to keep them out. And then the next morning I got up in the paddock. So instead of they're all disappeared and they stay outside my designated area, I had millions of them in there. So they, I pulled them in instead of pulling them away. So you, you just learn and you just have to do, uh, uh, as long as you have the respect and the permission, we, we always try to do the best for the land and for the people. Yeah. I, I think I'm intrigued because, you know, I think as humanity is at that point where we recognize that we can either act out of fear or out of sort of welcoming and acceptance. So I'm just wondering when you sort of, when you put in a program to keep the lorikeets away and you ended up attracting more of that, that how did you turn it around later? What works? Yep. So what, what, what I did when, at that stage, you know, I was really at the beginning of that, of my journey there. Um, I took a feather of uh, um, a lorikeet, which was just laying on the, on the ground. And when I broadcasted this, my, I thought, you know, I broadcast a pepper, but the pepper is basically when you take that and you, you burn it in, in a hot ash and hot coal. So you have a, a carbon and that creates that the, the, the reverse energy field. But when I just plucked a, a feather from a bird, that was not enough. That was actually still had life force in it. So instead of taking the life force out and treat them outside the boundary, it was attracting their life force. So th this is really good if you do this on trees or on two-legged and four-legged animals, you know, where you can go in and tune in and say, all right, we want to increase your G or you want to have the energy flow going. But if I'm working with pests, well, we call them pests, but that's usually a sign of something not working properly. Um, I just have to make sure I'm not... The, 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 all the signals have to be reversed, or they have to be incompatible with the um, uh, with what we are trying to achieve. And I always use the analysis when you probably see the the Oprah singer holding a glass, and they're putting a frequency into the glass, and the glass just explodes. That's what we're trying to do when I want to move things along. And it doesn't matter. The nice thing is you don't need to be on site. You can. I'm, I'm here in Australia in Gimby. And I've got customers all over the world. And if I have the right tools, I work with people in Argentina and a lot of people in the States to move or, or, or clear out diseases and pests in their crops. So, um, and, and the, you have to have a certain, certain tools and certain DNAs to do this. Um, so over the years, we just learned 
to use more modern technology. So what kind of pests are people all over the world trying to get rid of at the moment? Have you done dealt with locusts? Um, no, lo not locusts at the moment. At the moment, I had a, a farmer from Argentina who had pig problems. So he was ready to pick his salads, and uh, the pigs came in and just really topped his salads off. Um, so what we did, we worked on his farm remotely from here, and he sent me an email back after two days. They, to 70% they were gone, and then a week later they were to 90% gone. So we didn't kill them, we just made them so uncomfortable in that area, so they don't like that. Uh, we have people here in, in Queensland, they're running organic um, farms, and they have uh, soya beans. So they allow soya beans, and they had a little grub in there at the shield bar, or they call the stink bar. And so because he's locally, he was able to send me a few these samples. And for the whole season, we were able to keep the, the shield box and the mice under control because down, down in that area, northern New South Wales, where they had a mouse plague. So we were able to control them. We never got rid of them 100%. And that's not the, the idea. We can't do that. But we were, were able to manage it so they still had a crop. And uh, it was manageable. And all of this is done um, just by the traditional tools or with the machines that you've got in the background there? Now, these are, I use radionics tools for that, yeah. So these are the instruments in the back, which, which I use, um, where you basically, uh, you can enhance, so you can find what the issue is. So you, it's like when you look at the symphony, and um, when a symphony is playing fantastic, everything is in balance. But if a symphony is out of balance, we use these tool, these, uh, these little knobs where we tune into the radio station, and we tune the radio station back so the symphony comes back into the system. The body knows what to do. So what we'll do is we'll just push it along and we, we, we put the frequencies in and the sound or the color or the crystals or the homeopathic back in to enhance the system again, to heal itself. And in terms of units, what do they measure? Do they match like frequencies as in hertz or is it um, scalar technology? Or what kind of um, sort of what what units? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we measure we, we, with these tools, we can analyze first and then we can broadcast and we can imprint. So on a scalar field, we measure what's the overall, how good is the overall system working or not working? And then we have a lot of different signals or radio stations which we then can look at and say, all right, what is out of balance? So is there a virus in there? Um, so I had one lady, she, they have very, very expensive bulls, these, some of the breeders. So I'll check their bulls on a um, monthly base. And I just scan and says, all right, that frequency, that scale, the signal, how does it compare you know, in a healthy environment? And we picked it up before it even happened. So there was some bacillus E. coli in that bowl before it even appeared. So we were able to work with homeopathics and with, with broadcasting the signal to move that E. coli signal back into balance again uh, before it even appeared. So it's a good analyzation tool and it gives numbers. So I, I like to, because I'm Swiss, I grow up into like a very uh, Western, you know, uh, numbers guy. And it's really nice when, when I can compare what do we have now, where is the system, and where do we need to go? And 
we have a lot of different charts where we can compare and analyze that and then make the right decision what to broadcast and what to use to bring the system back into balance. And is the scalar, the scalar um, meter, is that the same thing as the, what the time waiver and the healing machine uses? The, the what uses the? The time waiver therapists use for time waiver and Healy. They talk about scalar frequencies as well. Is that the same thing, where you measure uh, what's yeah, I mean, in the human energetic field? Yeah, it's similar, but it's there's a lot of at the moment there's a trend, you know, into that system, and there's a few systems out there which copycat a little bit what's out there, and they're trying to to use a name like Tesla and Scalar. To put it in and when you do the research there's a few really really good instruments out there and machines out there they use but some of them they're actually not beneficial they could actually detrimental but that's when it you go back to your dowsing tools you know before you buy anything invest anything make sure this works properly so we had some people where they bought certain instruments and they put them on but they actually got very sick so that wasn't like a healing crisis that was actually shifting the whole system out of balance. When we then, when we looked and said, right, what, for example, what is your vitality today? And it's 50. Now, if you integrate that system into your overall balance, into your overall health, what will it do? If it goes up, you're on the right track because you're increasing your vitality or your G or your overall coherence. But if it goes backwards, you're putting something in your system, which is not good. So that's the same when you drive a car and all four tires are really, really good pump to the same uh, a PSI, it runs really smooth. But if one tire is a little bit flat, you know, you have a problem there. So you're gonna fix that little tire which is flat and you wanna bring the whole car into balance again. So in that case, I would use a thousand tool to find out, is this tool beneficial for me? And uh, if it's beneficial, I would use it, but always check because it might change in two or three months, it might change. And that's what we do with, nutrition vitamins so we have people you know they go i need this magnesium well do you really need it for what and then you can check with a dowsing tool yes you need it and that's the better brand and then only use it for two three months and then that's it it doesn't work anymore because you reached a level of magnesium where that can't do anymore so it's a very interesting tool to have and when you do when you start using dowsing tools you change as well because you're you're connecting to a source and instead of just you take your blinders off automatically this will happen because you're starting to work with in subtle energies and uh, without you knowing it you will change now you might not know you change but your people around this will know that you change hearing it yeah i had some interesting comments from a, a few people where we did a, a house clearing and um, or, or a farm clearing we had one customer he growed he grows avocados and um, so we got a soul test done we got a leaf test done and we, we, we put him put him onto a natural organic farming system but his last nine rows never had beautiful avocados and the trees never looked healthy and so what we did is uh, we took a leaf test and a salt test from the good patch and not the good patch and a leaf test and comparing nutrition <coughs> and the leaf samples wasn't a big difference there. So 
um, and I checked and says, all right, we, there's something going on energetically. So he had on, on that little strip there on these last nine rows, he had Aboriginal burial sites underneath. And when we went onto the, the paddock, you, you felt it. Some people feel it in your stomach when it crumbles. But when we did a muscle test with him on that spot, he actually tested very weak. So what we did, we cleared these, these uh, energies out, balanced the whole farm, did a few other things. And a year later, the, the, the trees looked like nothing happens. Just not with putting more nutrition on or more fertilizer or more biology. It's just cleaning the energy, move it away. So, and you could see it right away. I mean, a year later, you could see there was no more difference and the trees looked really nice. Um, we, we had a clearing done from somebody and um, immediately he called me back two days later and says he had a hernia and the hernia scar because just by removing these detrimental energies, he, he for, for years he had a hernia and after we cleaned the hernia left. We never, we never focused on that. We just cleared the house balance uh, it just balanced the house itself. Uh, another lady called back and says, well, when we did the clearing, she felt like really sick for like a day. Uh, so then she moved, but her husband, which usually doesn't cook and does, does, you know, vacuum and doing housework, he started vacuuming and doing kitchen work and start cooking dinner. That wasn't the intent. The intent is just remove and balance the detrimental energies of in these houses. Now, Okay, but it's interesting that I live close to the coast, so like 40 minutes, 50 minutes away from the coast. And when we clear houses close to the coast, we have much more underground water under the houses. And in 19... Uh, 30, there was a town in Germany which had a very high cancer rate. And at that time, they didn't have Wi-Fi and EMF and all that stuff we have here now, man-made. They had a little bit, but not as much. But the town next to it didn't have as much of the cancer. So what, what they did, they commissioned the dowser to go and douse every underground water stream and gas lines. And so after seven months, and a policeman was actually following him to make sure there's nothing going, you know, on without, uh, not, not illegally going on. So when he took his findings, his lines, and he narrowed it down in strength, and they overlaid all the people who died of cancer, 95 percent of the people who died of cancer were living over underground waterline. So what I'm trying to to say here is that when you have underground water, it has a physical, uh, can have a physical effect on your health. And I come across that a few times that when we check before, how much do these detrimental energies affect you emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and the physical is high, there's sometimes the cause is not the knee which is bad or it's this. It's actually detrimental energy which can cause uh, a physical uh, appearance in your body. So what we're trying to do is find the cause behind the cause and then remove that, and sometimes your physical might change. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, I think when you've got a water, underground water, the energy is, as you say, it's vortexing out in a way, and the body is designed to actually take in earth energy. So it's, if you're sleeping over a vortex, your energy is, yeah, the earth energy that you should be getting is just going to be draining away. Um, so it'll be, 
the better we are protected for our own health and longevity as well. It's really pretty remarkable, isn't it? Um, um, that you can you can neutralize or buffer energetic fields that probably have quite high voltage or wattage or whatever <laughs> physics term it is that one use. Do you? Is it like the old times? Is like is it is it like you change the energetic field just with your intent or by working with source? Do you change the the actual? I don't know the patterning. Yeah, and everything, I mean, science tells us everything has a vibration. Matter does not really exist, right? Matter is only uh, information in a field. So when they're trying to find out what matter is, they, what they see, they see spinning vortexes in a different frequency, in a just lower vibration. So, and everything has a, a magnetic and electric output, also as a scalar field, has an information attached to it. So what we're doing, we're not changing the physical. We have an effect on the physical, but we work on the on the scale field, on the information field. We want to change the information attached to that, which has a physical outcome. Uh, so what we'll do, we're tapping in with the with, with source and with the guides and with intent. So what we'll do, we, we, we ask the question, if you have the permission to do this, use one of the tools. And the tool is basically then only a timer to change that information field, that scalar field attached to whatever we're trying to do. And it can take five minutes or 10 minutes uh, until that scalar field is changed, information is changed. And then when you go back and measure on the physical and your muscle testing uh, strong, that means we changed information component to that scalar field to that phone. And um, that's what we're doing when we do dowsing and with radionics as well. We can do that very quickly. But, but Thank the you. benefit That's like is the clearest explanation I've had so far. Thank you. And it, it perfectly makes sense. I mean, it seems very logical, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But the benefit is um, the dowsing tools I use for, for shifting and changing energy. You can do that fairly quickly. And everybody can do it. That's the that's the uh, the God-given right which we planted into us with all how we structured this with our nervous system that we're able to, to access these fields. What hinders us is our own um, fear sometimes of knowing or, you know, because people told you sometimes you, you're not allowed to do that, you can't do that. So we are our own, our own worst enemy sometimes to do certain dowsing tools. But we had, at the course when, when I teach, we have people from 14 to 84 and everybody does now and i'm not going to say that this is exactly how it needs to be if the pendulum for certain people swings a little bit slower that's okay and if it goes to the left instead of to the right but you get the results that's okay so it, it is trusting yourself that you that you have that gift to do it and there's a lot of people just don't have that gift and the other thing is asking the right questions and if it doesn't work uh, you know, then or if the question is not what, what it works, then the thousand doesn't work. But if, if you, for example, a really bad question would be, is this vitamin C good for me? Well, for what and when? You know, what are you trying to achieve and how much? So the, it is important to ask the, the, the right question, the proper question. And then you get the proper answer, because if you don't get the proper answers, you basically don't, don't get the result. 
but it's also when you do this is training 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 so it, when you do radionics it works a little bit different because we our intent is then taken over by an instrument so when we have an intent what we want to do uh we can put the signals in and walk away now by the end do we really need this instrument no we don't need them we have to power ourselves but the problem is how long can you hold a certain frequency uh and vibrate at the same exact level uh until that problem is solved i mean if, if i would do that with pest i would probably sit there for five hours but after you know 30 seconds my mind goes like oh you know what's for dinner what's for tea and what's this and what's this so the instrument will basically take exactly what I want to see and they broadcast it exactly to that frequency and resonance which I have planned. And I can walk away. I can do something else. So I got in my back, I got a few instruments and I got my whole office is full. So I have 15, 16 programs running at the same time. So I don't need to be on one person. And my energy is not affected because I take my intent and I put it onto a, a scalar system which takes over for me. So, and that's the benefit of, of using radionics and make, make a change uh, because you, you're actually stepping away from that system. And, you know, the, when, you, when, when you do some hands-on work, you know, if you're not careful, you know, you get drained a little bit. So that's not the case when you do radionics. You can do the same. And we can integrate... Uh, colors we can integrate frequencies we integrate music we integrate sound uh, whatever is needed to achieve the, the desired outcome and Heinz, it really fascinates me especially in the radionics as you say it makes sense to have a machine or um you know something that um emits the frequencies that you want sustained and for the duration that is required to change the field so is there, there, there must actually be data that's been collected about what are the optimum frequencies. You, you mentioned before that there are charts. Where is that information or data or research coming from? Has humanity actually got to that stage where it knows exactly what frequencies is required for healthy soil or um, for healthy waterways, et cetera? Yeah. Can yeah. you look that up? Yeah. It's in, it's the radionics started around 1920 with a um, doctor in San Francisco. So Dr. Abram started this. So what he did, he was luckily, because he came from a rich family, he was a very, very smart guy. And he found out that uh, he had patients there, healthy patients, but when they had uh, a specimen of a disease on them, and he found out with succussing on, on original that the succussum had a different tone. So he was able to determine, so if you're healthy, you succuss at a certain tone. But if you got, for example, syphilis, it, that, that tone, you know, that little um, succussing tone will change. But he got into trouble when, when there was between cancer and, and syphilis. It was very similar. So what he started to do is put uh, copper wires onto these uh, specimens, and then he put an ohmmeter in between. So when he started putting an ohmmeter in between, he found out every time, you know, the, there was a difference in that person's, uh, energy field, it had a different ohm meter. And out of this, that was basically the beginning of radionics. And then it took uh, quite a big step, and England took a, a big step forward, and they're still practicing radionics in an in a official way um, for human health. 
and uh, there are different books and rates written about it for all these different um, instruments and you when you do courses you and and you you, are, you you come to one of these events you get these radio signals really right but again you might say somebody tells you uh, for example a liver or, or spleen is that that signal but I, we make sure that signal is not just a standard for you. What else do you need? So when you put sounds in, there's the saying like 528 is your DNA. If that's fine, then we will broadcast 528 through this instrument to you. But maybe for you it's 529 or 527. So when we scan and make sure before we turn anything on and broadcast, we always make sure this is what you really need. So... There is some guidelines out there, but we customize it to each situation. Well, that's huge, the duty of care that you have. And do you find there's a lot of variances in, in people or even within families of, um, you know, say, the frequency of the DNA? Um, families is not as much. They're, they're very similar, right? But when we do, sometimes we work with DNAs and RNAs and, you know, we do resets also on animals. Um, the younger they are, the quicker it goes. The older they get, the harder it is to shift things a little bit. But <laughs> crusty. you just have to come from a different angle because what we do as well, we can we can analyze, we broadcast, but we can make imprints. So we can make homeopathics, but above homeopathic imprints. So a lot of times it is not working on the uh, on the issue, like the, the doctor looked at the symptom. We look at the cause. What's the cause behind the cause? Now, the cause behind your elbow or your back pain might be not the back, it is a core belief. It could be that when you grew up, you had a trauma. And suddenly, you know, instead of broadcasting elbow or, or spleen or liver or kidney, what we broadcast is just a core belief like, I, I love myself. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I deserve to be healthy. I accept this healing. Uh, the desire to heal, when we do a little pre-check, the desire to heal, people... People and animals sometimes, you know, they tell us, I want to be healed. I want to have a, uh, a healthy balance. But then when we check, it's actually not. Their conscious mind thinks it is, but their subconscious mind doesn't want to be, you know, get the healing and the balance. So what we did is we have to work on some underlying issues before we can do actually uh, a shift. Um, so it's not just putting a Band-Aid on. It's actually going to the cause and make that information change in the field so it doesn't trickle down through to the, to the symptom anymore. Wow, this is fascinating. It's so detailed. So you actually work with animals as well and um, in terms of, I guess, on, in a kind of kinesiology, homeopathic way and, and uh, work out whether, you know, what they need or what they want. Yeah, yeah. In order to and animals them. are very, because they don't know that we do anything. Okay. Uh, and so they don't have a, they, they, they're not, uh, you know, impacted with uh, their, their conscious mind and says, oh, well, it must work or it doesn't work. So they're going to do it. And the results we see in, in, in horses, so, you know, there's the horse racing industry in Australia is quite big. So they, they, they're trying to source any opportunities to be a little bit advantage of that. So, you know, if you can check on a horse and you can say, we, we get that ready for a certain race, we increase the general vitality, the, the, the chi flow, you know, for that. Uh, that can give him, you know, uh, a little bit of advantage. I mean, we ha I have a dog here. The dog is it's a farm dog. It's a kelpie. He's 17 years old. 
and then I turn the radionics on on the dog. She comes in and she lays exactly under the instrument I have her on. Um, she comes out, she feels like she's two years again. She started, you know, jumping around, but she's 17, has a little bit of hip pain, but she behaves like it's two year old. Well, Julie, That's I great. mean, and um, I can... Julie, he's Sorry, tapped into some of your subjects there, and he's tapped into Qi um, Gong that you do and you teach, and you know, you do your um, past life or hypnosis to delve into the subconscious and release things. So, very similar. Yeah. Um, Similar training here, isn't it? Cross pollination. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. And I, I guess in chi terms, you know, when when say Heinz talks about source, we would talk about the Tao, the living, um, you know, the the flow of energy. Everything is energy, and um, our thought patterns and our preferences add polarization, or <laughs> in a detrimental or in a unifying way, but underlying is energy. And um, I was actually just reading and experimenting today with playing with certain emotions and just uh, deconstructing them, you know, like a smashed avocado <laughs> sandwich, yep. back into yeah. pure energy that you can then purify through the heart and just send out as um, pure energy. And then, of course, because the outside comes back to you it comes back to you and supports you so it's um just fascinating to have Heinz talking and Heinz I really appreciate because a lot of people will not bother to try and explain that you're doing just a wonderful job at that so I think you'd be a great uh, you know great workshop teacher um, to teach people about this just one quick hook back to a question that's pretty obvious to me after what you just said about when we're talking about working on DNA and RNA. At the moment, you know, a lot of vaccinations uh, in, in include the mRNA as a carrier carrier uh, vessel. Have you been asked or have you experimented with um, affecting the frequency in a positive way on that? When, when, we, when we go back to the start of radionics and... Um, all the people who were pioneers in that, they got to a certain point and then they were not allowed to continue. So they were basically had um, powers to be walking and, and basically took them apart. That happened to Wilhelm Reich and Reif to uh, Dow and everybody. So um, we have promising results. Oh, you I'm have hearing. promised what? I missed that. What? You have promised what? Promising results. Okay, we hear you. Okay. Well, that's that's good. What is it? Mind over matter. Intent yep. over patterns. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, that's a multi-layered yeah. um, approach, but um, yeah, I, I, I think the the worst thing is you know when people come from fear. And that's the thing which we, which we work on on the first thing. And then um, when we make the cake, we are just trying to use all these different modalities to, to make a beautiful cake. And so it, it, it's basically uh, not, uh, it can't take a foothold. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, Jeff, we had uh, Auntie Minnie Mace, who's an Aboriginal elder, on the show and she kind of put it very bluntly she said 
each human that's alive on the earth is either on the ma making a mess team or on the cleanup team. <laughs> I think yep. Heinz is definitely on the cleanup team. Plus, he makes beautiful cakes of energy <laughs> that yep. are a blessing to the land or the animals or the humans that are on it. And um, and you're teaching it. So, Heinz, tell us more about, you know, sort of how can people learn about, you know, these really quite amazing capabilities um, that you have. Yeah, so the, the dowsing course we do is, uh, the next one is coming up in September in Palmboat, which is just outside uh, Nambu Sunshine Coast. And that's a two-day hands-on course. And I, I might be a little bit different because I went to a lot of the seminars, even in agriculture, and there was a lot of talk. And, and people just like, and now, you know, I, I want to show you how to, it's a hands-on course. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, we're not just going to talk and have a good time. It's actually hands-on. So the dowsing courses are two days where we go through <coughs> using charts. And by the end of the second day, you're able to clear your own house and property. And then when you know these tools, you just go out and we also do some water dowsing out there and we'll, we'll, we'll just experiment a few things. We look at uh, energies of trees um, and we also look at uh, supplements, nutrition, uh, it's a big variety. So we cover everything and um, it, it's it's intense because it's not just, uh, you know, sitting around, it's it's a hands-on course. And the same is the dowsings and the radionics. You have to go through a little bit of beginner's course to actually understand how these instruments work. How do you put a, a witness in? How do you put a DNA in? How are these signals work? How do you combine frequencies with reagents and how do you get a stake and the dowsing response and all that stuff and then the second day and we have that um once we started that once a year we have our master course so these are all practitioners and farmers come in for a once a year gathering and so there's a lot of exchange going on there's a lot of information sharing going on and that's when we bring it to another level of the, using these tools um, to to make physical changes, to make to shift in a landscape, um, to enhance energies, and um, roughly fifty percent of farmers and fifty percent of practitioners. So there's always a good mix of, of, of people there that come from different walks of life, and a lot of people doing it, but nobody will tell you that. So there's actually a lot of big corporations in the farming industry which. Um, I work for uh, on their field and on their land, but they're not going to tell you that. So it is out there, but it's kept a little bit in the dark. Yeah, I think in Australia, certainly there's quite a, you know, because they've all worked with Dowsers growing up, you know, there's quite a big acceptance. But as you say, people won't really, <laughs> that won't, won't, won't say that publicly for fear of, for fear yeah, yeah. of uh, ridicule. But I guess what you know, Jeff. What we're hearing from Heinz is that the technology is there. Humans have the capability to change the energetic fields that they live in, or that they farm off, or that um, they sleep in, or work in, and play in. I guess. I guess Heinz, what what do you think is the biggest thing that's actually holding people back from realizing that, or activating that part of? Um, I think it's the first is to trust themselves. They, they, they don't think I always took the approach that if somebody can do it, I should be able to do that too. 
right? Because if, if and, and you know, when you go through history and you go even back to Jesus, and he always said, I, I do, I can, you know, just paraphrasing, what I do, you can do and do better. So we have the God-given gift to do this. Uh, and I think people don't trust themselves. But there's also the fear of the own family sometimes. We see that in farms too, where the, the younger generation are actually very open to do new things. They're trying new things. But, you know, dad is still on the farm and grandpa is still on the farm. It's like, no, no, we did it 20 years this way. We're going to keep on doing it 20 years this way. So it's almost like the generation has to pass away before the new generation can start off. But then interesting that sometimes the older generation wants to do radionics and they want to do biodynamic broadcasting and the young generation holds them back. It's so, but most of the time the younger kids are more open to do this and they try, give it a go. So uh, I think there's a change coming already, but it's the, the fear of what the neighbor can say. It's the fear of I'm different. I don't fit into the system. Right. And so that's usually what's all people back until they start talking and somebody pushes a little bit and they go, oh, yeah, you know, I, I do this too. So uh, by the end, uh, when we have results on farms or when we, when we shift border lines and all this stuff, I don't care how it works and they don't care how it works. When we have permission and we do something good for the benefit of all and detriment of none, for the benefit of the land and the people, and we are able to do it and we have results, by the end, it doesn't really matter how it works uh, because we're not doing it to the uh, in a bad intent. We always have a beneficial intent, a good intent behind it. And if it's if it's a detrimental intent, it wouldn't happen. So um, so the idea is then some people need to understand scientifically how this works. And there's there's really good research done uh, about radionics and dowsing, but you know, it, it can't be explained because we're, we're putting two worlds together and we take the spiritual side with the scientific side and we merge that. And so either you're scientific or you're spiritual. And if you merge it, a lot of people don't have the, 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 the capacity or the willingness to, to look at both sides and accept both sides. Hey, um, I've just been trolling through your website here and um, I see you got this... Um, is it a dipole broadcaster, is it? Well, it's it's a biodynamic field broadcaster. Yeah. So what what it, what it is, we, we installed that into farms. And I got into biodynamics and I tested that first. You know, I'm not subscribing to one system. I'm not, I don't want to be known as the biodynamic farmer because I still look at everything and I pull from permaculture, I pull from biodynamics, I pull from here. Whatever works, it gives me the easiest and quickest result. That's what I do. So I try not to just describe and, and, and have one area to, to look at. So when we got into that 15 years ago, my mentor, uh, Hugh Lobel, he expanded that biodynamic broadcaster. So when you've got two little pipes coming out on the side, two little uh, elbows. I see that. Yep. And there's actually a, a little radio station in there. So the old radio. Uh, crystals, you know, the, the, before we had the technology which we have now, they used the, the, the crystal radio, and that's what's in there. So when we put install them onto the field, onto the land, we, we, we put homeopathic biodynamic preparation at the bottom, which are the, the line polarity, and on the top we put in the silica polarity. 
So 24 hours a day, it broadcasts these preparations onto the land. And what biodynamic does, it, it acts as the conductor almost. So it actually starts bringing the land into balance. It won't happen tomorrow, but it will happen over time. And then we had dramatic results from people where, you know, one guy took me out to his farm and says, come have a look. And we looked over the fence and he goes, see this? And they go, yeah, look, it's green here. It's a meter green over the fence and it's brown. He says, yeah, that's where this broadcaster broadcasts the energy to. Um, right. We had a guy who came to the dowsing and he does uh, cattle. And he said, when he put that in, he put two into his place. The cows are more gentle. They're not as agitated anymore. And the buffalo flies, when they come in, they still come in, but they don't hang around. They come in and they leave again. So he noticed that. And uh, even in six months, he said that certain weeds started to change a little bit, you know, which they, they maybe had their lifespan. Then they're not, they're not used to that frequency. So we bring this into another level. So it's a, it's a self-driven uh, energetic device broadcasting. We can broadcast peppers. We broadcast most of biodynamic preparations there. So is that, um, sorry, is that broadcast yeah. go out um, horizontally or is that a, a vertical? So it, what we have, there's, there's actually 70, uh, 700 go into the soil. And at the bottom, we have got a copper plate. And then we've got an insulate, double insulated um, heavy-duty pipe with a wire connected to the first uh, bottom well. <coughs> and the top has a copper plate as well, and they're, they're, they're half-done copper plates connected. So they're all connected with each other. Yeah. And uh, the radio stations are connected with each other as well in there. True. And in the copper grounds the signals, is it? It, it, it brings the signals in and transforms them. Yeah. So when you stand in front of one, and everybody can see that, if you look at them, you, you can see almost like a shimmer. So you can see the aura of that field. You, you probably see it in the picture quite as well a little bit. Um, so everybody, it doesn't matter, even people who, who never had seen one. They, they see, some people see color, but you can see a little bit aura out there. It looks like, you know, when you drive on a hot day, on the car, uh, on, on, a, uh, on the asphalt, it's, it, you see that shimmering going on as soon as you install it and you charge it up. And um, animals are drawn to that. So we have to put actually a fence around when we do that in cattle properties because they're going to go and they're going to make love to that pipe. And uh, we have more, more, more wildlife coming. So it just creates a, a balanced field to, so to, to increase the, the harmonic system and establishes harmonic systems on the land again. Mm. All right. Hi, Helen. And sorry, just a shout out to our listeners, Helen and Alessandro. And um, I see probably, you know, it's quite interesting that you and uh, Jeff are both on the show because Radio FM88 does that as well. It, it broadcasts uh, music 24 hours a day in order to <laughs> improve improve the, um, the frequencies that uh, the community, that flow in the community. So... I just kind of got shivers when I was listening to the two, to the two of you. Hey, um, Heinz, baby. Um, so I brought this photo up here. So you've got, first of all, you've got your quant uh, field broadcast, and then above it is your um, radionics machines, which are in the background um, of your video commentary tonight. Yep. So um, I noticed that 
you've got them set up like one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, are they broadcasting on those six frequencies? Is that is that what the go is? Uh, you mean the the, the radionics or the? Um, yeah, I'll the, go to another. I'll go to another page there where you got it. Um, hang on a sec. Um, uh, just uh, where I see it. Oh, here it is here. Um, okay, so on this one here where you've got two, three, four, five, and you've got the knobs and all this stuff, is that relating to actually the, the broadcasting on the crystals through the broadcaster or is that um, a unit there that's placed on the property for broadcasting out onto the, uh, the farms? No. These are the ones we have at home. So on the bottom, you see that's an instrument itself. So on the left side, uh, the little one on the, on the stand, there, on the left side, there's a little well, and that's where we put the witness in. So we use a DNA. So what we use uh, is a hair sample or, uh, you know, I like hair samples. Uh, some people use blood samples, but I like the hair sample of an animal. And then you've got two banks there. So we call them banks. And these are the two radio stations. So there's a left one. There's a right one. And so this this will tune in the radio station. So to, to analyze, uh, there's a certain rate. So when you want to check the vitality, that the rate is 949. So we will put 949 on the first bank. And then with the intensity dial, which is in the middle, we'll turn. And what will happen, we get the same reaction when you do a speaker and go with the speaker. Uh, with your microphone, you go to the speaker. What happens is you get a... You get a resonance it starts you know get that high-pitched noise so that's the same setup here when we start turning that intensity dial and the black plate is the antenna and this the stick plate and when we get resonance it sticks so it's the dowsing response so when that dowsing response stops that's the intensity then we can measure the intensity for the vitality so for example it might be 50. and at the bottom one or the top one we can put on uh let's say we can put on a sacral chakra so that has a radio, a signal for sacral chakra. We do the same process again. We go with the microphone to the to the speaker, and when we get the resonance, it will stop. Now, if that resonance is, for example, 30, but overall vitality is 50, that means your sacral chakra is not in balance with your system. So we might work on that. Now, the, the top one where you've got these five banks, these are additional radio stations. We can plug that in. So we can extend, instead of working just with two stations in one, we can go up to 20, 30, 40 stations in one go. So we need a, we need the instrument and the transmitter, which is the bottom one, and the top one are just additional radio stations. All right. Okay. So right behind your right shoulder there, you've got one there that's one, two, three, four, five. That has 18. Yeah. Yeah, 18, and then the instrument has three. So I have 21 on one, and the other one has 20. And then I got one with three, another one with 24, another one with eight. So, yeah, it's all for different purposes, yeah. So what you're saying, just hypothetically, then you talked about sacral chakra. Are you saying that you could do the whole human body, all those different yeah. um, energy centers yeah. in the human body? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we had one lady, um, she called up and she said, look, uh, I, I don't feel very well and nobody knew what the issue was. 
and um, can you check? So we run a scan and everything came out good, came out good, no problems at all, until we seen um, food poisoning. So food poisoning suddenly way above what it should be. And yeah. uh, so we said, hey, it's, it's food poisoning and, and nobody picked that up. So what we did, we did um, uh, a little uh, help from, from this side and uh, two days later, everything was good. Very good. So, um, how much does your... it cost for a consultation like that? Sorry, Jeff. How much does it cost for somebody to get that checked out, the health checked out by you? Yeah. So the initial scan is like two fifty, and then um, uh, a follow up is two hundred. And what 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 is important is when we do this this system, there's um, you might go through a bit of um, uh, healing crisis so there's, there's there's a few things we have to work together to make sure you drink enough water um, you know we make sure that uh, you get enough sleep and if it's too much you just have to let us know so we can tune it back a little bit mm -mm. well it's still cheaper than getting your car service <laughs> <laughs> ah maybe i have to increase <laughs> no it's it's we enjoy it what we do and i think we get the results and that and that counts mm -hmm. Mm. And when you say we, how many are there working with you? Oh, there's, there's myself and my wife. My wife has a, has, has a few other modalities as well. Uh, I focus on the radionics mostly mm. and the dowsing, yeah. Mm. So I noticed that all up there, the Sunshine Coast, do you actually come down to Brisbane or the Gold Coast or um, your workshops, teachings? Yeah, so the next one is that the dowsing will be in Palmwoods, and then in August we got a radionics course in uh, Nusaville because we had international people come in and, uh, you know, they want to be a little bit on a vacation spot. And we have people from South Australia and Victoria came in and they want to be in the warm. So we chose Nusaville with the uh, Ivory Palms Resort and, uh, uh, you know, get accommodation there as well. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately it's a little bit of, a different situation now, but we still have, you know, good bookings, and hopefully we can go ahead. Yep. Very good. Well, I think it's been fantastic having you on. Um, you got any other questions, Julia? Or sorted? No, no. Likewise, Heinz, I've really enjoyed listening to you and learning from you, and um, you've restored my faith in the future. You're part of the cleanup team and you're training up other people to be part of the cleanup team and um, the farmers have tools and methods now to sort problems out. So, yep, I won't feel so bad about my kids and grandkids now. And you yeah. can heal, um, heal your boyfriend. Yes, when, when he's ready to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. Um, thank you very much, Heinz. And um, I see your good ladies uh, just sent a little note there saying hello. So um, all good. Right. Uh, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock here in Brisbane, Queensland. And thank you very much for um, participating and listening to the show. Heinz, fantastic. And um, we'll probably see you around on the loop with um, the crew from the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, all right. But thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you very much.
Good night, right. everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good yeah. night. Thank you. Good night. Just stay in the green room there, bro. Just hang on a second.